can we control our emotions? Last time we talked about the virtues. Today we want to ask whether we can actually control our emotions. Why would we want to control our emotions? Aristotle says that we should develop our virtues to just the right amount. We should be courageous, but not reckless. We should be generous, but no fools. We should be honest, but not hurt others with our honesty. Now this sounds all very nice, but what if our emotions get in the way of our virtues? What if I know that I should be patient, generous and kind, but the other person just drives me crazy? Is there a way how I can control my emotions? How I can make myself be more patient and kind towards those whom I cannot bring myself to really like? In an interesting paper, the philosopher Matthew Liao explains that there are, in principle, two different ways how we can attempt to control our emotions. He believes that utilizing these two approaches we can effectively make ourselves have or suppress particular emotions so that we can act following what we know to be right rather than how we feel. This is a fascinating premise if you think about it. If you could really do that, we wouldn't have any excuse anymore for acting irrationally or rashly. For Liao, there are three ways of internal control of emotions and one of external control. Let's look at them one by one. First, creating and visualizing reasons. Let's say, Liao says, that we are not in a good mood on a particular day and on that particular day we, by chance, are also invited to attend a close friend's wedding. What are we to do? We know that our friend would not want us to be in a bad mood at their wedding. So we tell ourselves that we should try to be joyful on that special occasion, that we owe this to our friend. Liao says, in giving ourselves a reason to be joyful and not to be in a bad mood, there is a good chance that we would not be in a bad mood and that we would instead be joyful. According to Liao, just visualizing the reasons for us to be joyful will help us achieve or at least approach that state. Another method, says Liao, of internal control calls on us to reflect on the reasons why we tend to experience particular emotions in particular circumstances or toward particular persons. Often we will notice that we can't actually name the reasons that cause us to be in a bad mood. Liao says, through reflecting on these reasons, we might then decide to continue to have particular emotions if the emotions are supported by good reasons, or to discontinue to have particular emotions if the emotions are not supported by good reasons. And finally, the third way, we can 
cultivate the emotions that we want to have. This is actually a very Aristotelian method. As Aristotle says, Liao writes, cultivation involves habituation as well as reflection. We will talk more about the cultivation of skills in a future episode. One way to cultivate emotions would be to behave as if we already had these particular emotions. It is known that smiling is not only an expression of happiness, but that it can also work backwards, causing happiness in the person who smiles. If I force myself to be nice to someone I don't like, it's probable that after some time I will feel more connected to them. For example, Liao says, if we wish to cultivate our capacity for joy, we might begin by behaving as if we were joyful. We might smile, whistle, sing. Through engaging in these forms of behavior repeatedly over time, it is likely that we would cultivate the capacity for joy. Now, the other way is the external control of emotions. External control uses the outside world as a support in manipulating our emotions. We would repeatedly place ourselves in situations in which we expect to experience particular emotions, especially if we already have experienced these emotions in these places in the past. It is a form of conditioning where our mind learns to expect particular emotions to arise in particular contexts. A coffee shop might be relaxing. An office desk might trigger our alertness to matters of work. A church might invoke feelings of compassion. An old cemetery might make us feel a deep peace. By repeatedly visiting such places, we can try to evoke particular emotions in ourselves. So let's try to see whether this works. Last time you created a list with the virtues that you'd like to have to a greater extent. I personally find that particular places, churches for example, but also particular books or movies bring me into a certain mood where I am more likely to act out particular virtues than I would otherwise be. Try to look at your list of virtues and then think whether you can identify particular situations, places, books, movies, music or other art that evokes feelings in you that might promote the virtues that you'd like to have. Then make a point of looking at that book, listening to that music or having a still from the movie as a background on your phone for the rest of the week while you consciously try to cultivate more of that virtue with every opportunity that arises in your everyday life. Are you too impatient? Put the image of someone who embodies patience and kindness onto your lock screen. Are you not assertive enough? Look at a badass movie clip every time before you are due to meet your boss. Do you have a friend who embodies the qualities you'd like to have? Meet them more often this week for a coffee. You get the idea. 
For Aristotle, this is just the way how we should train ourselves to develop the right virtues and change ourselves to become better and happier with every passing day. Thanks for listening. I'll be back in a few days with the next step in our experimenting with Aristotle. Stay tuned. If you found this interesting, please share it with your friends and don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Thank you and goodbye.